What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Thacker, Tanner Martin, Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. Great to be with you on this Thursday, June 27th, following a week in which we saw two different versions of the Phillies team. First, the bad, getting swept by the Marlins over the weekend, three straight, and then bouncing back early this week against the Mets, winning three straight and looking for the sweep later on today. So we'll dive into some Phillies talk shortly. We'll also touch on some NBA free agency. Elton Brand obviously has a lot of decisions to make regarding Jimmy Butler, also some role players um, who are available in free agency off the bench. So we'll touch on that as well. And also some NBA draft recap. The Sixers draft Matisse Stiebel actually trade up to get him. So we'll touch on that shortly. But first, while we're on the topic of NBA, we'll jump into the free agency topic to start. First question I have for you guys. What are you looking forward to most? I know there's a lot of big names, T. Obviously, a lot of big names. Mm-hmm. I know we'll, we'll touch on I know you got. I know you got something to say. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that shortly. Mm-hmm. I just want your opinion first before you go on this rant. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to say, <laughs> I want to know what you're looking forward to. I should say who you're looking forward to most moving or staying put with their team. In terms of uh, NBA free agency. Correct. Um, well, the rumor is out there that Kimball Walker is on the move. Um, supposedly, the Celtics are in the lead to grab him. Um, I think that's because Kimball Walker, while he is, he can be an amazing scorer. There are some inconsistency issues that, you know, arises when it comes to Kimba. Um, apparently, Kevin Durant is opting out of his contract, and um, Clay Thompson is also opting out of his. So it's a, it's going to be a lot of moving bodies. Um, it's interesting that Kevin Durant opted out of his due to the fact that he does have an Achilles injury in a sport that really requires you to run. Um, up and down, and it's a lot of it's a lot of, of physical use on your legs. So, from that standpoint of view, that is very interesting to say the least. Because I know there are suitors, there are going to be suitors out there for Kevin Durant. Because at the end of the day, it's still Kevin Durant. But I mean, this is a guy that's coming off an Achilles injury. It's only so much money teams are going to throw at you. It's only going to be so many teams that are going to be interested in you because the likelihood is that you're not going to be able to play next season because you're still going to be you're still going to need to heal. So, I mean, look, um, more power to him. Um, it's going to be an interesting free agency. Um, in terms of the Sixers, what we need to really look at, we need to really start looking at some shooters to really fill out this roster. Um, and you really need to do whatever you can to bring back Jimmy Butler. That ought to be your number one priority. Let's hit you with the, What do we got for that rant over there? You got something on your mind? Oh, yeah. I got it. I got to go off. Um, Mama T, I hope you're tuning in. Because this, yeah, I'm just, just. Uh. I am. Pissed off. All right. So, anybody who knows me knows that I'm in the market for a pick-em-up truck. All right? So, I was interested in this <laughs> truck. And Mama T went with me um, over to Jersey to this establishment. I'm not going to put this establishment name out there. But, you know, long story short, they tried to jip me and tried to sell the truck for more than what it's worth. So, I walked away from it. All right? But I still, you know, had a good time. Got to spend some time with Mama T. So, she drove there. I drove back. We get a letter in the mail on Monday talking about we owe $7.50 on a toll, all right? First off, I paid every single stinking toll going to and from. Why in the world are y'all sending me a $7.50 um, toll charge when I paid every toll, all right? That's a bunch of ludicrous, 
Do you, right. ever have, do you ever drive through a toll when you don't have the money and then they charge you like that $40 fee? <coughs> yeah, they like, charge you And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way, like, y'all should be charging me if I paid every single stinking toll. And then the picture that they sent. I'm going to send it to y'all in a group text. The Ooh. picture that they sent is absolutely horrible. All right? You can you barely make out the car. <laughs> <laughs> Could always, uh, you know, say that's not my car. It's somebody else's car driving by. And then, dude, the government's poor, man. You got to. Yeah, well, too bad. I'm poor, too. Shoot. All right. And then on top of that, to make matters worse, yesterday I received another letter in the mail. This time it's a stinking parking ticket, all right, for fifty-one dollars, all right. So then I had to pay that, and on top of that, they charged me an extra three dollars and fifty cents for an online fee to pay for it. All right, come on. I'm sick of this. Okay, come on, come on. The the parking ticket it, it, was it justified? What did you do? Park. First off, okay, I went to my cousin's prom. All okay. Right. My cousin was having a prom, and I went there to support her. Good for your cousin. So uh, I parked the car. Right. There were no markings in the street. There were no signs up saying that you couldn't park there. All right? There, so you're, there were no parking lines. No parking lines. Uh, T? Apparently, I parked in a bus zone that wasn't even marked. Typ- typically, crazy. where there are not two lines, that is not a place to park. I'm sick of this city, and I'm sick of this state being greedy, all right? I'm poor, too. All right? <laughs> Uh, That's all I'm saying. It's a frustrating week for tired. Yes, yes, it has. Okay, I'm T. T. T, Look, you got to understand. It's an outrage. Sometimes, you know, we 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 all we all get a little desperate. All right, we we kind of look for things to uh, to uh, suck suck out of whatever. All right, look, and you just got the you just got the the, you you just got the the butt of the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's not a joke. And lighter pockets. But look. All right, it happened to me too one time. You, you know, one time when I was very young, just got my license, I, I parked along the side of the curb in front of my house, but not the correct way. You know, there's a correct way to park on the side of the street. It's Rookie with the passenger, mistake, Chris. <laughs> passenger side against the curb. Guess what? I get myself a nice $65 parking ticket. Gotta right? park the way it's the funny to me goes, too. buddy. And guess what? I was still in high school where, you know, just 10 bucks is still a lot of money to me. And <laughs> shut up, T. We all can't afford Fiji water. Hey, all right, hey, hey. all right, all right. The lesson learned here is that Chris and T need to go back to driving school. <laughs> um, let's get back on topic here, people. No, I want to talk about how much traffic sucks, and I want to get one of those cranes. So, because when I was driving here, oh my God! Does I, I favorite quote my grandfather ever said to me? You're the smartest person all on right, the road. All right, all right, fine, all right. Fine, fine, T. People are starting to turn us off. Fine. Right, right. Oh come we on, get back on top here. They right. love anger. Tan, I'll start with you real quick with this. If you're out in Brand looking in free agency, like what? How do you? What are you doing? What's your first, first call? Off, What's the first, first call you're off, making? First off, if I'm Elton Brand. I'm He's not, making sure they I, have a clean I'm drafting record. Ty Jerome. If I'm if I'm I'm not I'm not going up in the draft and drafting someone. First of all, I I haven't heard of him before. Have you guys? No. Uh yeah, I, I have. I Maybe have a say, little bit. A little bit, yeah. But instead, we could have stayed at where we were and got Ty Jerome. That's what I'm kind of mad about. That we could have had a a shooting mm-hmm. guard come off the bench or even maybe eventually start. Yeah, but. the thing I, I the thing I didn't like was the trading up part of it. Mm-hmm. I think he Matisse Thybul he would have been there at pick twenty four. What was yeah. what was crazy is actually Tanner got his wish. All I right, did. they had Ty Jerome, and I know Tanner was excited. But and then, <laughs> but then they traded him. Yeah, and then we um, draft uh, Matisse Thybul, yeah. and I'm like, well, first off, who the heck is this cat? And yeah. then immediately I'm like, all right, well, let me look at some stats. All right, let me look at. Let me look at some tape. Let me let me hold out judgment. 
Now, I specifically wanted somebody who could either come off the bench or, like Tanner said, eventually start. But I wanted a shooting guard who, did, who could actually shoot the ball. I didn't want anything that anybody that was athletic or you know physically talented. Albeit, he's a good defensive player. He's lanky, but he shot 30% from three-point range. Albeit, he shot around 75, 76% from this free throw percentage. That's pretty good for a rookie coming in. That was his senior season. This, these are his averages for his whole career at Washington. Spent four years there. He averaged 9.2 points per game, three boards, and two assists. Shot 43% from the field and shot 36% from deep. Um, a lot of the experts were saying that he's got three and deep potential. He's not there yet. But he's also a two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. So, obviously, he's a guy who's a senior. Obviously, doesn't have a high ceiling, but he's a guy that can step in off the bench for us immediately and you know give give some decent minutes for us. Elton Brand said that he didn't want to bring in a bunch of young talent to surround right. this veteran team. Right. That but, being said, though, um, I, I still feel like Ty Jerome is the better choice. I Ty Jerome was agree. also a veteran guy yeah. in college too. He was an and, older player. Yeah. My, my favorite quality about you, Max, is that you always try to look at the look at everything in the most optimistic way, and there are just times where I just want to roll my eyes. <laughs> But back to your question, Max. Free agency. From a free agency standpoint, Elton Brand, your first call, in my opinion, is probably to Jimmy Butler, but you got yep. a lot of things yeah. to figure out. All right. So for me, I think the the biggest moves will be trying to bring back both Tobias and Jimmy, but most of all, Jimmy, obviously. Right. But I feel like in the playoffs, we were so close. We were so close. I, we, we went the whole distance with the Raptors. Didn't end the way we wanted it to, but I feel like we were just – a bench away from getting to the finals. We were. Just the bench away. Our, our starters were good. They didn't play as many games together as we wanted them to, which will change if we get them back. They can start the whole season together. Um, but, yeah, that bench is what we, what Elton Brand needs to work on. That's what I was hoping he would yep. he would do in the draft. I thought he would draft a couple of guards that you know were older yeah. like Ty Jerome. I, I think he wants experience on the bench too just like if we would get someone and then have JJ Redick come off the bench right. if JJ if we can get JJ to stay as well mm-hmm. but I think he's gonna look towards free agency and I think we're gonna do some stuff I mean now back to Thibault I mean don't get me wrong I like defense y'all know how I feel about defense in all sports I love defense I love the fact he's gonna bring some hustle and some defense to this team and but Here's the thing that you said that interests me. Um, one of the, you said one of the um, one of the experts said that he has three and D potential. Mm-hmm. He's like 21, 22 years old. All right, potential for him is over in the NBA. He is what he is at this point. So okay, thirty six percent from from deep. Mm, that's pretty good. But other than that, I'm looking at that field goal percentage, forty three percent. Yeah, I kind of need a shooter. I like right. his defense prowess, but I kind of need a shooter. And the way our season went last year. Um, we definitely need more shooters because, obviously, Ben Simmons. And also, Joel Embiid, because when he's off, he's way off. And it's, and it's contagious yeah. in a way. Here's what, this is what I like about the pick, though. I think he's a guy that can step in right off the bench immediately, like I said before, and, and help this team out. He's going to be a bench player. The thing I like about him also, he was never the guy at Washington. Or he's always scores surrounding him. Just like on this team in the NBA, when he comes on this team, there's, he's not going to be the guy. He's gonna. He's always been a good role player, and he's always been a good passer. And he can, you know, obviously his defensive talent is, you know, crazy good. But like I said, 
Jimmy Butler is going to be getting a lot of shots, right? Yep. If Tobias stays, he's going to be getting a lot of shots. Embiid and Simmons. And, and on top of that, he's not a starter on this team. You know, he's going to be coming off the bench. And if him and, you know, Zaire Smith can take a step forward next year. And that's the thing. What do you have in Zaire Smith? We discussed this a couple of episodes ago. We don't know exactly what he is because we only seen him in a couple of games towards the end of the season. And we ain't seen him at all in the playoffs. So, you know, what kind of player do you have in Zaire Smith? You're expecting a 19, 20-year-old kid to take a step forward. What's he taking a step forward from? Right. I think with this game, this season's so long. I think you have to you have to experiment throughout the regular season. I mean, if you're good and you, when you when the playoff time comes, doesn't matter what seed you are. You know, if you're if you're the better team, you're, you're I know the home court advantage. You know, it does make a big difference. But if you're the five seed to start, mm-hmm. you don't have home court advantage. And even as the rounds go on, you don't start with it in the first round, and you're not going to have it even if you're the four seed. You don't have it in the second round. So you got to learn how to not play with home court advantage. And I think you got to get these guys in there. Play him some decent minutes, Zaire Smith, Matisse Stiebel, whoever you get in free agency, and you know, kind of just work them together. You know, we don't want to make big trades. I know we had Jimmy Butler trade last year, mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, but again, that kind of hurt us a little bit because they didn't have a cohesive right. unit. Yep. Going back to that Tobias trade, um, I think something that really affected the team and the bench is getting rid of Landry Shamit in the trade. I feel like yeah. something else could have happened, and we could have kept. Landry Shannon. Yeah, he's somehow. a good shooter. He would have been and a good bench player. I, yeah, I think that really affected our bench. It did. It did. Because that was a reliable score coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And that was his rookie season, correct? Yeah. So, man, a rookie coming off the bench and you being able to rely on him. I mean, honestly, if I think personally, and this is just my personal opinion, that if he would have stayed with the 76ers, he would have been in the running for six men of the year. Because yeah. he, he was that good. Right. He was that much of a reliable scorer for us. Now be it, I think Tobias Harris is a good talent. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking anything away from that. But, you know, Shamit did bring something to this team that's been missing, and that is scoring off the bench. Consistent scoring off the bench. I reliable would, scoring yeah, off I the would bench. have rather have gotten rid of uh Korkmaz yeah. instead of Shamit. Oh yeah, definitely. If I was yeah. Do you are you guys all in on running this thing back, bringing back Tobias to a max contract? Because you know you're probably gonna have to yeah. offer it to him. Yeah, yeah. run it back and run then back. maybe improve the bench. Yes, that's not really, maybe improve the bench. That's really the only thing you really need to work on is improving the bench because you're the only team that took the Raptors to seven games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for a couple of lucky bounces, we it would have been going into overtime. Yeah. And you know who could have? Who knows what could have happened? Right. All right. The Raptors swept through the Bucks and ended up beating one of the one of the more dominant dynasties the NBA they made that and NBA right. history look easy right. right so like you don't know what could have happened bring this team back bring everybody back just build the bench that's really all you need because I, I, I agree with Max um, if, if I see Jonah Bolden again one more time <laughs> I, I kid you not it just hurts so much because still because we knew how close we were we were we just listen the, the question marks are the guys we already have under contract the question marks they lie with Joel Embiid. They lie with Ben Simmons. Are these guys going to get better? Are they going to be able to stay healthy? Obviously, I think one of the important things in free agency is getting a, a good backup center because you know Embiid's going to miss games. Yeah. I, I would give him the Kawhi Leonard treatment like last year. Right. I mean, he, Kawhi Leonard missed about 16 games, never played the second night of a back-to-back, and look how that worked out in the playoffs. I did see this is during Simmons um, over his maybe contract extension, mm-hmm. and he said he would rather Tobias come back. Uh, what do you guys feel about that? Is that just because they gel better? Do Jimmy and him not have the type of chemistry? Uh, see, I don't know. The, the thing I like about Tobias is he can kind of be that. He doesn't need to be that guy. Like, Butler right. needs to be that guy. Is it because right. Butler is taking so much spotlight? 
it's it's possible. But the thing is, I, I don't even want to speculate with that because I want Tobias yeah. back. You know, yeah. I want him to be I'm part of this both, team. I want both, I want of, both, them both of them back. You know, he's a good free throw shooter. He's a good three point shooter. Um, he's a good fit, and he's not he just is. a role guy. I mean, he, he, he's I should say he's a role guy, but he's in the starting lineup. Right. You now you do really talk about role players usually coming off the bench, but he's that role guy in that starting lineup. And man, when he gets going, and that, you've seen him, especially in that net series. He, I know he didn't have a great series against the Raptors, but in that Brooklyn series, man, he was playing really well. And I think an underrated um, aspect to him is that you know he does create his own shot. Like you don't necessarily um, require him to come off screens, though he can do that. You don't necessarily need him to necessarily stand in a corner and shoot the three. He can do that, but he can also create his own shot from the mid range. Right. You know, and that's something that's really missing, and that's. That's the reason why I think Jimmy Butler, I think, is is more valuable because of the simple fact that, you know, even though he does require the ball, he still can create his own shot. You don't necessarily need to set up a play for him. Now, I don't know why Simmons is coming out and saying that kind of stuff like that because that kind of stuff can be misconstrued. Like, we're talking about it now. But you really need – I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Ben Simmons, the only way – the only way he can work together with anybody, he needs to develop. A jump shot. I I can say this till I'm blue in the face. He, he, I don't care what players you bring in, Ren Simmons. I really don't. You're not. You're gonna hold this offense back if you don't develop that jump shot. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, we know what we're getting from Jimmy Butler. We Correct. know what we're getting from Tobias Harris, right? And and Bead, we don't know. I mean, is he gonna be able to stay healthy? I mean, I know we want to rest him this season. Come up, that's definite. He needs and, a nutritionist. Definitely, yeah, we agree. Yeah. And and Ben Simmons is he going to be Four able Chick-fil-A to get better? Sandwiches, even not Spicy not just a just even it's we ridiculous. talked about starting from the beginning from the foul line and then you know a mid range game. Obviously, he's not going to be he's not going to be relied on to shoot the three consistently and right. be able to make it. Just shoot it to people to or excuse me, shoot it so people respect you. Correct, right. correct. Like I'm and I'm gonna give you another. I'm gonna give you a prime example of a player who who I think he should. Um, develop his game after Jason Kidd all right Jason Kidd wasn't necessarily a consistent shooter he wasn't the greatest shooter but every year he developed his game Jason Kidd always always was a playmaker he would grow he would always make beautiful passes he was a natural born point guard but he wasn't a natural born shooter he worked at it so eventually over time Jason Kidd's jump shot got to the point where everybody had to respect him you could not just sack off of him because if you did he would still shoot it and it was a good chance that he was going to hit that shot. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, Ben Simmons, his talent alone is so great that he can still get to the rim when there's four guys clogging him in the paint. But the fact that he can shoot a three-pointer, even attempt it, so people respect it, exactly. it's just going to open up more stuff. For him. Yes, because guess what? If you even attempt to shoot the three and you start making a couple of them so now the defense has to sneak up, guess what? You're so big and fast, you can go around that defender yeah. and go to the paint. Yeah. But. If I'm if I'm a defender now with Ben Simmons' current um, current game as it is now, I'm gonna stand. We in the saw paint. LeBron play like near the the charge circle, yep. like in the bottom of the paint when when he played the Lakers. Um, the one other topic I wanted to bring up this just Jimmy Butler signing trade mm-hmm. deal with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. What do you guys make of it? I know they're offering a lot. The Rockets, I should say, are offering a lot. Capella, Gordon, Tucker, mm-hmm. even maybe a first round pick or two to try to get Jimmy out of Philadelphia. Right. Well, what do thing, you guys make of it? The thing that the Rockets are trying to do, they're trying to like you said, trade Capella, Gordon, and Tucker, but individually see what they can get the best, like a first-round pick. Right. So in, in say, the situation where we sign and then we're up to trade Jimmy Butler, we get a first-round pick, mm. and a good one too because that's what they'll have to give us. But I, I don't – I mean, it's, it's really up to Jimmy. 
in in the long run it really is and um I, I don't know. Will he want to go play with his hometown, or will he want to get that five-year, one hundred ninety mil max? Deal? Would you would you even consider doing like even if the Rockets straight up said, "All right, we'll give you a first-round pick, Clint Capella and Eric Gordon I've, for Jimmy Butler?" I've tossed you? In, I've tossed and turned with this trade because I I do see the benefit of it working out for both teams, but I'm gonna have to say no because first of all, Clint Capella. I highly doubt Clint Capella being a starter, being the starter for the Houston Rockets all these years now is gonna. He, I don't, I don't think he's gonna want to start all of a sudden coming off the bench behind Joel Embiid. Though it'd be, it'd be cool, it'd be nice. I just don't think that's gonna happen. Now Eric Gordon, that's a shooter that we need. Now that would be, that would be nice. Um, I'm a little iffy on PJ Tucker. So because of that, I don't see there's equal value. I really don't. P.J. Tucker's a little bit older, but let me give you the contracts here. Ken Capella's getting around 15 to $20 million per year for a four-year contract. Yeah. A little a little pricey, obviously, for backup center. But he's 25 years old. He's good. I mean, this guy oh, no can doubt. ball. No doubt. And if, if we're going to rest and beat a lot of these games, we want, we want a guy you can rely on to back him up. I'm just stating some facts here about how the trade could work for both sides. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon's contract, two years, $28 million. He's 30 years old, so he's about, what, three, four years younger than J.J. Redick is at this point. And a first-round pick or two you want to throw in there for him? If you're out in Brandon, you have to consider it. I mean, you have oh, to yeah, consider absolutely. it, definitely. Right. But, but I think where we are as a franchise at this point, I don't think you do it because, you know, it's a star-driven league. Yeah. You need stars. Yep. Obviously, it would be nice to have some role players and good ones, too, like Gordon and Capello. But I don't know if – you know, doing that trade would be the right thing to do if you're out right. in brand. Listen, no. Jimmy Butler's a big piece, 46% shooting, 18.2 points yeah. average. Um, but he goes to Houston? That's that's starting, man. Well, first off, um, thinking about thinking about how that lineup would be, they would have Chris Paul, James Harden, and they would have Jimmy Butler. That's three ball-dominant players. Now, it's already bad enough that Chris Paul and James Harden mm-hmm. are beefing because they both feel as though they're not getting the ball enough because they're both uh, ball-dominant players who, in order to play to their full ex- full potential, they need the ball in their hands. Now you're going to add a third ball handler who needs the ball in their hands? And take away Capella. You don't really have a big man. It really doesn't make any sense in terms of um, the position from Houston. I mean, you already, like I said, you're already going through strife right now with Chris Paul and James Harden fighting. You're really going to put the team into a real good bind if you trade for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, those are three alpha dogs in the room. Jimmy Butler, James Harden, and Chris Paul. I just, we're we're seeing it now, reports coming out. Chris Paul and James Harden can't even coexist. How are you going to coexist when there's three guys who want to be the number one option? Exactly. I just think it would be hard to do. Um, another thing I wanted to mention here, everybody's kind of opting out of their deals. I mean, you know, we, we mentioned Kevin Durant. I'm a little surprised. $31 million leaves on the table to become a free agent with his Achilles yeah. injury. Kawhi Leonard opts out. Not as big of a surprise, but at the same time, he's still considering Toronto as being one of the major plays and one of the major teams that he would consider going back to. Hey, it, even though it's probably unlikely, um, hey, Kawhi, if you know, you, come by Philadelphia, come take a visit. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll slide you a cheesesteak. You know what I mean? They said, they said that he might consider it. Yeah, please, um, if you please, guys had yes. to pick some, some of the big <laughs> yes. names, I know it, it's possible when we're sitting here uh, a week from now, or excuse me, two weeks, because next week's 4th of July, but mm-hmm. two weeks from now, it's in all likelihood we can have some big names off the board. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys have any uh, predictions of where these guys are going to land? 
Oh man, I, it's so many rumors going around. You can really go with. We'll start with names. Here. I saw. I'll start okay. with Kevin Durant. I'll start with Kevin Durant. What do you guys think? KD goes. Listen, I think he knows something. That's why he opted yeah. out of his con- out of his um the deal because yeah. I think he knows something. Another team had contact with him. Maybe not legal contact. But yeah. So you think, I think he's he gone. knows something and he's gone. He's yeah, gone somewhere. You yeah. don't leave thirty one million dollars on the table just like that, especially because with an injury. Right. If you don't know, but anything. he would definitely have to join somebody. So what are you thinking? Him and Kyrie to the Knicks. Him it's, and Kyrie to the it's Nets. It's a possibility. I think, I, I think Katie's going to go to New York. Uh, you don't know which. Yeah. I don't know which team. <laughs> yeah, but um, but you got to say Kyrie follows him, right? Yeah, it would be hard to see him in the at the Nets in a Nets jersey. They did say he's got a he's got a house out there. He just bought one a couple yeah, months ago. But you know, it, players have house, houses all over. Like Jimmy Butler has that house in Norristown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um. True. What do you guys yeah. think about Kawhi Leonard? Do you think he stays in Toronto? Do you think he goes to the Clippers? I do think he's going to leave um, Toronto. Um, it just for me, it, would he would he be willing to take a play cut pay cut to play with LeBron in L.A. or would he rather play with the Clippers, who's a real gritty team who pretty much has some nice pieces around, but they're just looking for that one superstar to really take them over the top? You know, it honestly, I think. Um, I think he's ultimately probably going to sign with the Clippers if I had to take a wild guess due to the fact that, like I said, like I just said before, the Clippers have a more built team than LeBron does. and The Clippers, you could put them in as a title contender if they get Kawhi Leonard. Oh, they already easily. have some great pieces mm-hmm. surrounding him. They were a scrappy and They were team. a surprise against the Warriors. They were. They were sticking with Won it. Won six games. Yeah. Montrez Harrell, he's a really good player. They are a scrappy team. Doc Rivers has that team flowing nicely. Definitely. Seriously. What do you guys think about Kemba Walker? I know the report came out with the Celtics. Do you think he goes to the Celtics? Do you think he stays in Charlotte? I've always kind of thought he would stay in Charlotte, but now with these yeah, reports, with uh, these reports coming out, uh, uh, I mean, the only my problem with Kimmel Walker is his his inconsistency, his inconsistent job. He's kind of just a scoring guard, but he's never had any talent with him. That's that's the main thing that I want to see. I can't he's, say I can't necessarily say he's never had talent. Nicholas, I'm talking about superstar talent. I'm talking okay. about when you guys he's got a shot to make. A, uh, noise in the playoffs, okay. I should say. He's never had that opportunity. Okay, now when you put it like that. But as Charlotte's a smaller market, though. you got to right. remember that, too. He's hit that yeah. shot against us late in the game. Yeah, I, I remember Every that. time he plays the Sixers, but, I feel like yeah. he drops 50. But um, I think he will go to the Lakers. Man, Kemba, AD, yeah. and LeBron. Somehow, some way. But back to this Kawhi thing. So we one thing, talking, the Lakers do have yeah. money. Back to the Kawhi thing. We were talking about how he, him and the Clippers have interest in each other. But I saw in this article that the Celtics and the Sixers were looking for trades for, for Kawhi, were interested in him, but they found out that he had every intention in 2019 to sign with the Clippers, so we didn't even attempt to. Do you think it would have been our best move to maybe put everything on Kawhi and then just have him leave the next year but win a championship? Uh, see, I don't know, because I'm trying to compare. Like, we look at the Eagles team, right? We won the championship, yeah. and we're like, oh, we got the championship. I'm fine with it. And then now we're like, and, I want yeah, another championship. We're, so we're yeah, still we, hungry. Yeah, yeah, you're hungry yeah. for it. Absolutely. So, so I don't know if you could just say, let's go all Starving in one year. Yeah, or, I don't think I would want to do that. I think like we've done for many seasons, trust the process. And I think it's finally coming together. We just are one piece away. Right. Our young pieces are the keys here. Yeah. And it, depending on whatever happens, the free agency happens. But depending on and beach health and – Simmons' yeah. ability to shoot and get better. That's I just wish we had on. a bigger splash in the draft. I would feel more comfortable. I agree. 
What, well, do you got it? That's that's the one topic I, got, I wanted to bring up real quick. Any surprises? Any tr- the trades? I know there's oh. a lot going on. Any surprises? I was. I mean, Bull Bull was talked about being in the top ten yep. for draft pick, and then he and dropped all the way down to forty four. Yep. Yep. That was I, that pretty was surprising. Like that. And was you guys surprising. made a very comprising argument to me uh, last show about Bull Bull. You know the fact that we, you know, need a backup center. I, mm-hmm. you know, I brought up Nerlens Noel as a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, topic, but that would have been really cool to have Bobo on the team, man. He, you know what? The one thing I was saying was he, he, I wanted him, and then it just kept getting later and later and later. And I was like, I guess there's something I don't know. Maybe I don't want him. You know, because he, he fell yeah. to 44, and it got to be like pick. We had that third, that second round pick in the 30s, and then we didn't take him. And I was like, oh, I guess he's not it, worth the pick. Isn't it out there that he has an injury somewhat? He has, like that, he has that. He has the same. I think the same injury Embiid had when he came out of, so, of yeah. college. So that's the thing with big men. You kind of want to be careful with that, especially when it comes to leg injuries and big men. I mean, mm-hmm. you start thinking about Greg Oden and things like that. You know, I also uh, some point with his attitude too. I know that the same. He fell for multiple reasons, but the one reason Kevin Porter Jr. fell was his attitude on and off the court. He's got and he's gotten into yeah. some trouble in the past. Um, but yeah, again, I, I thought. If we could have gotten a point guard, that was kind of the one thing I wanted. We took Bruno Fernando with our one pick, who was the center from Maryland, who I thought would have been a, been a good backup center for Joel Embiid, and then traded him away immediately. So yeah. at this point, I have no. Alton Brand's trading away things. I don't know. You know I'm what? just that's waiting the, to see. That's the one thing that I hate about the NBA draft now. I hate the simple fact that it's the minute you think a player is getting drafted somewhere, they get traded. The kid doesn't even get the chance to make sure that the hat fits on fits on his head before he's traded. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You're already trading his rights away and you just drafted him? Kobe White couldn't even fit the hat on his head. His afro was so big. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, they, they put you in a Lakers hat and then you're going to Minnesota. <laughs> Once The one thing I did want to point out, Umbrand did say that he wanted as much, he Man, needed every mo- as much money yeah. as possible. You know, he, That's why he got rid of Jonathan Simmons yeah. on draft night to clear up another million dollars. Which, I mean, for a contract, it's not that much. But, hey, it's another million dollars you can tack on somewhere. So, right. he did say that he wanted to clear space well, and um, well, not have too many young players. A player I was surprised to see. I mean, he wasn't talked about a lot during the draft, but Taco Fall, center. Yeah. I think he's going to play summer league. I UCF. Think. Yeah. He, um, I mean, who got him? The Celtics? I, I don't know. I, I did read an update where I think somebody – a lot of those guys that go on drafted obviously go on those summer league teams because they need to fill out rosters. But mm-hmm. I do think I saw his name pop up. Yeah, but we can probably look that up real quick. But again, Taco Fall, we saw him play against Duke in that in the March Madness, and man, he he was yeah. a big time factor. He, he's yeah, he's Boston. with Boston. He's yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I was. I mean, he's seven six. I know. He's a huge guy. We were talking about Bull Bull being yeah, huge, he's, but Taco Fall is yeah. huge. That, that'd have been a nice little backup off the bench, but you know it is what it is. And I I'm mean, gonna, he's bigger than Boban. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. Yeah, <laughs> I hey, think that's crazy. at this point. With the options we have left, Elton Brand's probably just looking for a backup vet guy on, yeah, on the right. cheap. Right. To, to obviously to give us a little bit more production right. than Amir Johnson. Speaking did. about uh, Boban, what what's going on with him? Contract? He's going. He's going. Yeah. He's gone. yeah you think uh, need somebody more athletic? I know yeah. he's got size, but he's. I know he's to, got that chemistry with Tobias too. Do you think that would maybe put put it over the edge? Make I don't think so. I don't think it's a business. They all know it's a business. Yeah, I mean they've been what traded together three times though. Yeah. yeah. If this was um this was old school, you know, 1980-1990 basketball, he'd be the perfect center. But no, this is this is the Modern day NBA right. centers a whole lot more athletic. I mean, sometimes he just misses watch. the simple shots. Uh, it, it was yes. fun to watch while he was here, but yeah. I don't oh, know. He was, no doubt. I mean, he was a liability in the playoffs. We needed somebody to step up, and literally, it got all the way to the point where we needed to bring in Greg Monroe. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, Greg Monroe yeah. was our our best option. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boban was fun in the regular season and all when we were playing, like, the Magic, and he mm-hmm. could just dunk on everybody. He's not your cup of tea. <laughs> no. But but I tell you what, um, this, this free agency period is going to be so fun. I'm, I'm waiting for some big-time names yeah. to move, and hopefully the Sixers come out of this with Jimmy Butler re-signed and Tobias, too. I mean, you're not yeah. – the only point thing I want to point out is who's a better option. I know we want to say save some money up and, you know, get some depth off our bench, but who's a better option than Tobias at the four? You don't, do you really want to, you know, sink so low when you're, you're signing like a Marcus Morris? Not that he's a bad player, but Tobias' skill level is so high. Do you really want to let him walk and, you know, sign like maybe like a veteran, 20-year-old – or 28, 29-year-old, like Marcus Morris. See, because, I, because we were so close in the playoffs, and it's crazy. Like like we always like we brought up plenty of times on these airwaves, the team only played together 20-plus games. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact that they took the eventual NBA champions to seven games. And then, like I said, if it wasn't for a couple lucky bounces, who knows what could have happened. You need to really keep this team together. As, try to keep this team together as much as possible. I hope Kawhi goes out mean, to LA. Does that mean keeping? Um, yeah, yeah, because Kawhi's going to be. You know, Toronto would be. Toronto would be kind of. I know they they still have money then, but they would kind of be out of it a little bit. And if we can run it back, we're right, right. there with, with the Golden State injuries. But this yeah. team needs to really stay together. Elton Brand needs to try as hard as to, to bring Tobias back, to bring Jimmy back, and just build that bench. I don't think anybody, any one of us, would be disappointed if that's what we found out that news that we're running this thing back. Yeah. It's kind of what no, we expected. I wouldn't get too excited because, like the Sixers have done in many seasons, let us down during uh, during the off season. And I mean, I know they kind of skip off season, and then they make their move the first the first couple weeks of the regular season with trades like Jimmy and Tobias. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't get too excited. I just want them to bring back Jimmy. I really do. Jimmy's made for the city. I feel like yeah. his attitude, his toughness. Yeah, I love his attitude, man. He's he's made for the city, and if we if we can bring him back, blue collar player, yeah, yes. that would be great, man. That would be great. I hope he wants to stay here because we kind of know don't know what's going on in his head. Does, yeah. does he want to stay does here? Does he want to go back home? Does yeah. he want to play with LeBron? What's he want to? He do? was out in Brazil for a little bit. He just flew back in because now free agency period starts. People up. are liking that Kawhi and Butler type. Yeah, type that's what I heard. They're mix. trying to pair them together <laughs> yeah. in certain teams. Yeah, that's cute. So. <laughs> Again, we'll see what happens, but let's yeah. let's talk about some fills now. Chris, you've been quiet over there. This is your topic. Oh yeah, I rely on you to give me some feedback Look, here. Yeah, Phil's no, 42, 42 and thirty eight overall record. Five and a half back. <laughs> five and a half back of the Braves in the division. Last week we were sitting here; they were four back in the division. So again, like I said, the Marlins sweep was. If we look back on this, let, let me just say this real quick. If we look okay. back on this at the end of the season. And say, say we missed the playoffs by two games. Obviously, this beginning stretch in June is where you look, right? <laughs> and the low the point Marlins. of the season so far, obviously, has been that Marlins sweep. But this Mets series, we got a chance to sweep a four-gamer against them today with Nola on the mound um, to bounce kind of right back in this race. The, the Braves are just playing like out of their minds. They beat the Cubs again last night on the road at Wrigley Field. I mean, they're playing so well right now. It's kind of like even if we win this four-game series, in a row, four games in a row and sweep the Mets, it's like... We can't catch any ground because the Braves yeah. keep winning. I think T and I are in the same boat here. I don't think we're sold on this. No, on not this at all. Not the slightest. Nope. They, they played so no. terribly. Oh, hey, yeah. Come on. I'm on your team, too. Look, okay. I know what I'm about to say is going to be the same thing. We should just rename this show Groundhog Day Phillies Pitching Edition. Um, the pitching is... <laughs> in, the, in the Marlins series... Our starters in all three games did fine. Nola went eight, striking out ten. 
Granted, yes, he gave up the runs, and we just could not get we we just could not get guys home. And and you, you look at the next night, Velasquez went five, only gave up one run, which that for Velasquez, that's better than what he he has been. He's working showing. his way back into the rotation. Yes, De Los Santos did. Oh God, I. No, don't even mention I, that. I was at that game, and I was like, what am I even – is this guy like a major league I, pitcher? It's like they called him out of the stands and put him on the mound. Yeah, and and then – so I feel like other than De Los Santos's start, uh, the starting pitching definitely stepped up, and the relief pitching let them down. In the Mets series, even though we have won – The Mets all, series has kind of been backwards, hasn't it? The, the yeah, pitching's the kind start, of let us down. Eflin, Eflin and Arietta. Eflin gave up – Six runs the next night. Area to five runs. Pavetta didn't pitch well this, that great, or I should say, he didn't pitch that well last night either. This whole it's flipping ridiculous. staff is driving me nuts. I, I just you got to look at them <laughs> through a whole season's outlook. I, I think every time they take the mound, especially Arietta, like a veteran guy, hmm. you, you, you got a chance to win. Athlon's been great this season. You got a chance to win. I mean, Pavetta since he's been back, he's been pitching pretty well overall. You would think you have a decent chance to win, especially against, like, especially playing a Mets team that's kind of weak. Right. Something I've been noticing during this Mets series is JT. He's been making a couple errors. I think he has two errors this series, and um, I don't know. Once it's one thing's fixed, another thing happens with errors, and then it's batting, pitching. It's just this team inconsistency. Yeah, Very inconsistent. Like and then like like Max brought up. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm so irritated from that Marlin series. There is no way. Disgusting. You should have gotten swept by one of the worst teams in baseball today. Like that was absolutely horrible. At home too. And, and now all of a sudden we win in a couple games because of a couple of bamboo trees. I'm not buying it. Okay. All right. I need to see some consistency. Couple yeah. of bamboo. Couple of bamboo plants ain't gonna do it for me. But that's in a way that's. Philadelphia, because when, when you're <laughs> yeah. when we're down, we find something to cling on, like the dog the mask. Dog mask. Yeah. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This That's past true. year with the ski mask, yeah, the ski mask, That's and now true. the bamboo. Yeah, just something to to look forward to and hold on to. Okay, so do you feel, Max, at this point right now in the season, do you want to do the aggressive thing and try to get a pitcher, like a high end starting pitcher? Like a Madison Bumgarner we, I, or Mike Miner? I think I'm, I think Madison Bumgarner is out of the question. I don't think we're getting him without Matt giving Boyd. Up Matt Boyd's out there. A very important piece of this mediocre team as it is. But <laughs> here's what I do: I say yes only if he's under contract for years to come. I think this year we're not winning the World Series. I think we all no. in this room agree on that. That's, There's just too many good teams out there. The Yankees are a powerhouse. The Atlanta They're winning All-Stars. so many games. The, the, the Atlanta's, Atlanta's playing so great right now, and the Dodgers, they've been doing their thing all season long. So if you can go out and get a Matt Boyd, I know I think he's got two more years, three more years left on his contract. I, that, I would be, that would be ideal because then you can plug him into the rotation for a couple more years to come. I know Arietta's getting old and his contract's running out. So you're going to need to get another starting pitcher, especially because you don't have that much talent in the minors. No, I mean, you know what Eikhoff gives you. You know what Cole Irving gives you. You don't want to see those guys back at the major league level anytime soon. So I think to your to your question, Chris, I think you do need to look at, hey, maybe we can get a guy before the deadline. And the sooner the better, honestly. Oh we got division God. games come up. We play the Braves again next week yep. in Atlanta. I mean, this doesn't get any easier for us. So I think you have to look at it, and hopefully we get somebody good and 
it's not just a one year rental type of deal, you know. Because I'm getting, I'm getting sick. I'm not t- into those. No. Because I'm getting sick and tired of you know the back and forth stuff. Like like the, those this last couple of weeks. Nothing was going right for the Phillies. All right, the batting wasn't going right. The pitching wasn't going right. All right, I was fussing and complaining because Gabe Kapler was putting a pitcher in the eighth batting spot, which I still think to this day is one of, one of the dumbest things that's, I've ever seen. That's that's a Chicago Cubs thing where they try. I think they had uh, uh, Hayward leading off, and then they put I think Ben Zobrist as a secondary leadoff guy. I think that's what that's where that came from, and I just I just think that's Kapler, just going ah try this, you know it's just deck, deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, but you then know? it looks like you're just throwing stuff at the wall, just that's, hoping that it sticks. Like that, that that's what it bad. was. That's that, what it was. And that yes, looks, it does look bad from a leadership standpoint. That looks bad because it makes it look like you don't know what you're doing. When from the beginning you should have been holding this team accountable. We brought up last episode about. If um, Gene Segura should have been sat down, he should have been sat down mm-hmm. to send a message to the team. Let them know straight from jump sheet who the leader is. And you didn't do that. So guess what? Everybody feel like they can just do what they want to do. There's no accountability. There's no leadership on this team. Just to uh, address um, Matthew Boyd's contract, it does expire at the end of this year. This year it expires? Yeah, it well, does. Then he's out of the question. Then I, I do think you need to add another one. I, I think I just think... The way we don't have a fifth guy. All right, no. Velasquez. I like the way he was developing in the bullpen. I thought he was pitching okay. You know, he was a guy that can come out. He's got, you know, um, the the high nineties fastball and kind of be able to pitch in those middle innings there when you need him. And also come in as a long reliever for some length if your if your starter gets shelled early on in the game. So I, I just like him better as a as a bullpen reliever rather than a starter. So if we can find somebody at the deadline. I do think we need to add a starter. Reliever is different. Tommy Hunter, who you guys aren't a big fan of, but at least he's a guy who has experience, and he's kind of been around a long time. He knows his ropes, and he's 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 going to come back this weekend. And I know Nishak, we said, oh, man, he can come back and give us some depth out of the bullpen. Um, and he goes down immediately when he comes back. So we need some help, and, and Tommy Hunter can provide that. At this point, yeah. Just put like I just want to see what Tommy Hunter can do. I mean, uh, no one else is doing anything, so you, you got to try no. somebody new, right? And David Robertson's yeah. still out there. He's going to throw off a mound soon. Um, he's working his way back, hopefully sometime yeah, in July. Long, yeah, how long we've we been saying this that? Is a, this is a terrible way to go about a season, just putting players in. Oh, let, let's just see what he can do at this point. Like, it's not even, what is this, halfway through the season? That, We're thinking, but, like, but, but this what is the option? That's kind of how we have I know, to roll but with we, it. we shouldn't it have sucks. to think about it. This should be an actual team put together we all know it, with players playing in their position. But yeah. it's just not, and it's not what we have. Tommy yeah. Hunter's been good for us in the past. He's had his moments where he's good. Everybody has their moments when they're not, but. Man, he he can come in and and give us something more than what JD Hammer is has been giving us lately. Or uh, he needs more time in the minors. Yeah, I don't JD know why he's, we we don't have another. We don't really have anybody else to to bring up though. Yeah, he's kind of ha- he kind of has to be out there. Yeah, he has to. But I, I I do I do appreciate that Gabe is trying to shelter him just because when he came up at first he did look pretty good, but his first couple outings yeah his he, first couple outings were pretty good yeah, yeah. but. You know, he's a young guy, and I—that's why we're seeing a lot of Juan Nicasio instead instead of JD Hammer. And and, and hey, I mean, last show I sat here and mocked Juan Nicasio, but he came out and and his, he's been pitching well lately. I mean, he's been put in high leverage situations, seventh and eighth inning the last couple times he's been out there, and and he's he's getting out. So I can't complain about that at all. Um, but again, like like we said uh, weeks ago on this on this podcast that. 
we're getting guys back from the bullpen. So I don't think we needed to go out and give Craig Kimball that money to put in the back end because we have guys that are going to become a back and getting healthy. The guy, that, or I should say the position we need is a starter. We've been saying that all along. We yep. don't have another option. We need to get a starter. And not just for this year, but look to the future too because, again, we don't have anybody to bring up in the minor leagues. And you can't even say for real, for real, that you even have an ace in the starting rotation anymore. You really yeah. can't. Nola I mean, hasn't been. Nola hasn't been playing up to his usual standards. All right. And, um, dang. Arietta hasn't yeah, been pitching Ari- like great. Yeah, I don't know why his name slipped my mind. Arietta hasn't been playing like he's supposed to. All like, right. this is absolutely maddening. I hope Nola can get back on track today. Let's start up today and get the four-game sweep. I mean, like I said, Nola didn't exactly have a bad game his last start against the Marlins. He mm-hmm. went he went eight and struck out ten. He just gave up two, and the Phillies could only bring in one. Yeah. Something yeah, about so this lineup one. change with Kingry at the top has sparked us. I mean, I feel like everybody's kind of where they need to be now. Segura is great in the two spot. I Speak, mean, he's, he's a, just a great two-hitter. Speaking of Scott Kingry, Chris, yeah. um, you need to address this right now. I, all right? <laughs> this needs to be addressed right now. All right? Because we are the originators of his nickname. Taron Hatcher, look, I'm single, but what the hell? <laughs> you can't just take my idea like that <laughs> and throw it on Twitter like that. And all you it's fools ridiculous. out there who, you know, missed the episode. That was funny, Chris. In, the men- in, Ter- in Taron's mentions, like, we should make a shirt. Taron, I never even thought of that. Where do you think Taron Hatcher, Chris? Do you, where do you think Taron Hatcher got from this show? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I'm sick of this. Yes, well, that's that's our shirt, Taron Hatcher. You're not making Scott Dingery shirts. Thank you. That had to be addressed. I mean, I'm he's sorry. been great. He's been a big time spark plug at the top of the lineup, and then Segura too. And it just kind of falls into place. Harper, Hoskins, Romito, and it just flows down the lap. Cesar's been right. good when he when he's been going well this season. He's been in that sixth. Or seventh hole, and Franco out of nowhere right? yeah, no. finally starts hitting. And hey, in bombs. the field too. I know that ball was foul, but man, you see the effort he put That's in. That's a good point because Scott Kingery he he couldn't get the ball to first base. He was oh. bouncing every throw up to Hoskins, and Hoskins yeah. was just like, "Whoa, like yeah. I can't like snag the was ball." This little league. He's like, <laughs> he's like trying to pick every ball out of the dirt, but right. Franco he makes some crazy plays at that. His arm strength. Scott Kingery does great. look like he's still in high school. Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott Kingery if he was if he was playing like this early on. And he was actually playing earlier in the season. I think he would be in the All-Star game for a utility guy. Oh, he they looks were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty smooth in, in center field. Instead, it's just the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs. Nope. <laughs> That's true. That's, you, know. you know what? A real quick question. So insufferable. Sorry. A real quick question for you guys, because you guys go to more baseball games than I do. And, and this is becoming like a real um, concern um, in terms of the foul line and – uh, more stadiums, more stadiums needing to put up that netting, in terms of you know Uh-oh. preventing injuries with mm-hmm. the foul balls. You know, how do you guys honestly feel about that? I, I think for me it goes both ways. I mean, there's been years and years and years and years and years that there wasn't any netting there, and people were just at the game, and you you really didn't hear much about people. I mean, the ball years. would come fi- flying in, and it has been again. It's been like mm-hmm. years, centuries. Um, and the ball comes flying in and people eat the, I mean, yeah, there's going to be occasional times where people get hit with the ball. But I think these things right here, the cell phones, are what's causing the majority of it. I mean, people come to the game. And, again, if you're not a baseball guy or, or girl, it, it's a slow game. I mean, you're gonna, yeah. there's going to be times if you're not a fan, like a, a big-time fan invested, mm-hmm. you're going to get bored. You're going to be on your phone. It's, it, you know, it, it happens, especially yeah, yeah. Um, in games where yeah. either the pitcher's duel and, and there's not much offense happening. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but still, if you're sitting along the baselines, at least 
within the infield, you got to keep your head up. Now that's what that's my personal thinking. Like, okay, you you should know the basics of baseball and how those foul balls work. So if you're sitting in that danger zone, like. You really shouldn't be paying attention to your phone. Like mm-hmm. you should really be paying attention to where that ball is being yeah. smacked. It, it really depends so, on who you ask. Sometimes yeah, it's not even you're not paying attention. It's just that ball is coming in extremely fast, and there's that unfortunate event that's what where I, that, yeah, where yeah, that yeah, little girl got hit. Right. And I mean the pl- the player. I I don't know who exactly the player was. Todd, the Todd Frazier, the Cubs yeah. guy. The Cubs. Yeah. Uh, Alvaro Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, he was devastated, and I think it would be best. The players would think it would be best if there was a netting all around the whole infield. I know people want foul balls, and they they want they want a a, a game ball. But that's kind of where safety yeah. is. That's right. I think that's what's putting the that's what's putting the netting, not putting it there because the fans they they want. They don't you, want the it's net It's a there. different feel because, yeah. like, me being a really big – you guys know I'm a huge baseball guy. Like, it, when you're coming – I go to a ton of games every year, and when you're down that close, you want to – you you bought yeah. those seats for a reason, right? right. You want to feel yeah. part of the game. Yeah. And and I'm not going to be one of those guys that is going to sit there and on his phone. Like, I'm, I'm invested yeah. in the game. If you're that right. close, I'm bringing a glove to the game. But, right. I, mean, it, I mean, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, little girl's not going to be paying it that much attention to be – I mean, that ball's coming in real fast. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to be able to move. Yeah. And that's, you know, that was that's ultimately my thinking. You know, I'm devastated these things are happening, but, you know, that pretty much comes with the territory of sitting there. We, we extended the Phillies are one of the teams that did extend a netting down to the end of the dugouts. So yeah. I think at that point it's pretty – I mean, if you get hit by a ball and you're down – I mean, now we're talking down there to the ball girl. Mm. Come on. Like, you, you're, not, you're either not paying attention or you're just being stupid and, like, all right. <laughs> Oh, uh, what is there a foul ball coming? Okay, like you should have enough time. My point is, you should have enough time to react. Either catch it, or get it's out ridiculous. of the way. I mean, that's a pretty far. That's pretty far down down the line. It's far enough to be aware. I get it. When you, what your point is, it's coming in so fast. And again, that is like that behind the dugout. Some of the stadiums don't have it right behind the dugouts, right. and there's just nothing you can do. It's just like a snap of the finger, and the ball's there. But if you're down the line, you're the ball girl. I mean, come on. Also, don't use your babies as a shield. <laughs> some, wait, wait, wait! What? Did that? No way! Remember, did remember that? when Todd Fra- Frazier? I think it was like two years ago. Hit a baby. Uh, I, I don't. That's terrible. What? I but I did, I did. Dude, dude, Todd Frazier was literally crying. Oh yeah, my man, god! Was that back you, 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 you guys oh, didn't. Oh, see I remember this? that one. I remember that one. You, you guys didn't see this? I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was still with the Mets. No, no, he, the Yankees. On. It was the Yankees. Oh, I know my yeah, I remember, New York teams. Yeah, I remember that one. Wow. You said, wait a minute, the parent protected the baby? Or, wait a minute. No, I was saying that as a joke. Don't use your baby as a shield. I, this, man, that's not something to joke about. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not funny. I have, a, I have a dark sense of humor. Poor choice of joke. <laughs> yes. It's a family yeah, show. Just when on. something like that happens, it's extremely I, upsetting no, and I'm giving, devastating. I'm giving advice to parents out there. That's what I'm doing. From a person who doesn't have kids. Advice from Chris with no kids. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> oh my god! You're right. A piece of Swiss cheese. <laughs> Listen, back to the Phillies. I'm just sorry. Wrap it up I didn't mean to. I just think the team feeds off each other. We saw that walk off home run last night with Bruce. The team just kind of feeds off the energy, and I feel like that every aspect of our game is better when right. we're having fun. I mean, I saw, for example, I, I wrote down here that Edgar Garcia, for example, comes in last night. Looks like a totally different pitcher than what we've seen in the past. That Sunday, he gives up back-to-back bombs to the Marlins, and I'm sitting there like, this guy's not even a major league pitcher. But but I just feel like when we're going well, guys want to get out to the mound. They want right. to, you know, they're just they feed off each other. 
By the way, that was our first walk-off victory of the season. Yeah, that, that's, that's our first crazy. walk-off victory of the season. <laughs> it's almost July. Uh, yeah, just, just uh, I just hope there's no more tinkering with the lineup. I think the lineup it is now. Just stick with it, man. Ride the wave. We're scoring so many runs. What are we five and a half games back? Yeah, but the, the, again, the Braves. The, I was hoping because I was looking at this like the Braves going into this week. We played the Mets in a four-game series. The Braves traveled to Wrigley Field, played the Cubs in a four-game series. They play again today. And I was thinking, man, this is four games here, tough for the the Braves going on the road, and, and we get the Mets at home. So I was hoping we could turn it around, but the Braves just keep winning. They've yeah. won two out of three in the series so far. They're going for three out of four today. <laughs> but see, that's why I said I said all those episodes ago that this stretch wasn't something to play around with because the Braves were winning, because the Braves were right on your tail. Mm-hmm. So now, since you were losing and they were winning, now look how much of a gap it is between first and second place. This isn't going to be easy to make up. Right. So that's why that's why ultimately I'm not convinced with this two game winning streak that they're on. Mm-hmm. I'm just not convinced. I need to see more games. I need to see this con- see this hitting consistently. And I'm and this pitching is now once again coming into question. Yeah, and it's kind of how it's been all season long. And hopefully we're sitting here two two weeks. So that's a lot of games. I know that the All Star break's coming up two yep. weeks from now. We could be sitting here looking at a totally different Phillies team. Because, man, look, a week's gone by, and look how much has happened to this team in, in one week. Now we're talking, too, it could be a totally different outlook. But, Tanner, go ahead. we got some football talk real quick? Yeah, 42 days until Eagle football. That Woo! first preseason game kicks off Woo! August 8th. Holy crap. Can't wait. Don't Give me a green right slot. Spider to Y banana. I'm going to turn that During this up, <laughs> just a, maybe a week ago, or actually yesterday, I think, Sproles was working out with Breeze. Mm. And uh, do you think this is a reunion between the two? They're going to be crossing paths again. I, I don't give that much thought. I mean, I mean, Sproles for me is one of those guys. Like we said before, like awesome. If we can come back, if not, then we'll find somebody. I mean, I don't look right. at him like, oh, what, what is he trying to make the Eagles like jealous? Right. Like, look at me with, with, you know, I don't look at it like that. Like, he's hanging out with Drew Brees, do his thing. Yeah, the but, one, the one guy I went to the key on real quick, real quick, Rodney McLeod. I think a lot of people forget about him, but he needs to step up this year. We don't really have. A lot of safety help behind Malcolm Jenkins. I think if he can be healthy, that would be a really, really, really big-time move for us because if he can stay healthy this season, I think, right. man, that, that would give us a big boost in the secondary. Agreed. But back to Sproles. Last season he was sidelined 10 weeks, and he still he, – when he came back, week 13 was when we really needed him and when we were – when we needed to be the Texans, the Rams, right, yeah. and those important games, he came back, produced 120 rushing yards, 160 <laughs> receiving yards, and three touchdowns. He's 36 years old. No question how good Darren Sproles yeah. has been. As I mean, I know That's he's trying to retire thing. on the top of the game, and uh, I want him back. Definitely, I want yeah. him back on the, on the right contract. Uh, yeah. T, I know you disagree. I know you think you want to get a young guy in here, but. Again, yeah. like I said, where we are we with this team. We young guy. Where we are with this team. <laughs> we, I, I know we have the young guys, but look here. Like, it, sometimes it's just time to move on. and it, it, It's crowded in the running back spot. It's always crowded for the Eagles, though. The, the, yeah, but still, I'm not, I'm not bringing him back just for him to be a returner. Because that's really all he's going to be. I'm not bringing him back just for punt returns. Who's, who's going to be cool, the returner then? But you're cool. I got Deshaun Jackson. No, not Deshaun. Return. We can't but have him you're, be a You're cool with bringing back. Can we? What? Can we have Deshaun Jackson back there returning no, punts? No, you can't. You can, but not consistently. But you're, 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 saying, cool, you're cool with bringing back Jason Peters as a glorified coach? You, right. Yes. Are you cool with, There's a difference. Are you cool with bringing back Sproles if he's a punt returner and gets carries as well? 
Okay, now we're talking something different. But why? But one question is why when you have more talented backs, you have Miles Sanders, you have Jordan Howard. You don't. First of all, Sproles is old. He gets banged up easily. Don't you only want him doing punt returns? But that's the thing, though. He's a mismatch when he's out there in the offensive field. Offensive field. Let's be honest. If there was a bunch of six three, six four, three hundred plus pound guys all around this five foot six, one hundred ninety pound tiny guy, you can't see him. He's a mismatch. Right. He he's a mismatch nightmare for linebackers and safeties because of his speed and his route running ability and his pass catching ability out of the backfield. So if he adds value to the offense, then I would bring him back. But like you said, we have Miles Sanders, we have Jordan Howard, we have Corey Clement coming back. We still have Josh Adams. This team is built for a Super Bowl run this year. Correct. Do you want a young guy like, example, Josh Huff? Returning your punts in the in the yeah, Super Bowl, well, or do you well, want Darren Sproles well, returning punts Josh, in the Super Josh Bowl? Josh Huff ain't on the squad. Thank you. you know, I'm just, I thank get, you. I want to get oh, into gosh. one more thing about quarterback rankings because Chris brought to oh, our attention this chart by Chris Sims that had Tom Brady <sighs> ninth overall for quarterbacks. And um, I just want to go over your guys' opinions on who the top five quarterbacks was are. Was this a prediction, or was this like no, where they are now? No, this is just Chris Sims putting stuff out there to make people like us angry. <laughs> I'll say my top five right now. It's Brady, Breeze, Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers. I can't put Mahomes up there um, yet. What what what's yet? more sh- what's more shocking to you guys? The fact that Brady's whoa, whoa, eighth. Hold on. What, or what, new, what do you mean? Yet? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Yet? Um, last time what, I checked, who's going over my last time I checked, he ain't got a ring. I put does, Roethlisberger over. We're him. talking about but why rings? And you come into this rings. season, you're telling me you're going to have Big Ben as the quarterback over Patrick Mahomes. If I'm you're, not saying If you're that. starting, listen. If you're starting a team and you're you're getting a quarterback first. First thing to do is get in the quarterback, right. and you have Ben Roethlisberger or Patrick Mahomes. You're getting Ben Roethlisberger that's, because he has okay, rings because that different. matters now. Okay, that's different. You're you guys are just looking team. at last season. I'm looking team. at career overall. I'm on your team. I'm taking Ben over Patrick. Yeah, dude. here's the one so, thing I, I agree with. Your list is great. You know, it's kind yeah. of hard to argue that. But I think Andrew Luck has to be considered in the top five. Oh my god, yeah. Maybe no after. Rings. Maybe after. Stop saying no <laughs> Maybe after this season, because I, I think Andrew off. Luck is going to have a great season, and I think the Colts are going to go to the Super Bowl. We can use that same argument against you with Donovan. Although, I think all yeah. you... What you mean? I, I said Donovan don't, don't deserve to be in the but Hall what, of Fame. But what's but, more shocking? The fact that Brady's ninth, or Cam Newton is above Brady? That's the dumbest thing I've ever it's seen. It's ridiculous. Cam, Cam Newton, uh, that's broken. I'm sorry. They, I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, real, quick, real quick before you go, our Phillies lineup's out today for today's matinee game against the Mets. King Risegura, Harper Hoskins, and then Bruce is going to be in the five spot because Real Muto's getting a day off. And then you got Hernandez, Franco, Knapp, and then Nola. Knapp. Like, Nap. again, one thing Stop I got a minute. It. Please, please, might, Matt Clintac. There's got to be somebody sitting on their couch somewhere they, in this world that they might as well be putting me better. in there. Like, come on. Like, please, there has to be somebody. Who's your starting minor league catcher at AAA? He's better. Like, there has to be somebody. I, you can't just listen. That's two at bats today. When it gets down to the bottom of the lineup and you have. Nap, Nola, Kingery. I just You're can't like, Damn, that's stomach too watching Andrew Nap up to bat with people on base and him striking out it's or just two. popping up to the catcher. I can't. It's automatic. I can't out. deal with it anymore. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It really is, man. Now, it now watch him prove us wrong. And Andrew Nap no. is a great. I just don't think that's going to happen. But. I would bet money that Andrew Nap goes zero for three today. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wouldn't chip in like a hit by pitch because, or something. Is that your new Aaron Altair? Um, yeah, I, that's, <laughs> he's always been my Aaron Altair, though. Andrew Ness, that's everyone's Aaron Altair. Yeah, I mean that or anybody in the bullpen, really. You can pick. <laughs> um, 
Not to end on a somber note, but I just want to bring something up real quick. Um, earlier this week, a friend of mine, Brian Trevs, passed away. Um, I heard about that. The hockey player, right? Yeah. yeah. The high school I, kid. Yeah. I, uh, he was uh, the captain of Temple's uh, club team. Uh, I played against him numerous times when he uh, played on CB South. Um, I didn't know him that well, but uh, a couple times that I talked with him and hung out with him, he was a really good guy. Yeah, that um, sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, my condolences to your yep. family, Ryan. Thoughts uh, and prayers. Rest in peace, man. All right. All right, All right everybody. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I didn't mean to. I just wanted to bring that up. All right, good people. If you missed any of today's episode, we have a new website that you can catch it on. You can go to philly-experience.simplecast.com, and you can catch the latest episode. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and now tune in. And we will not be on next week. No, we will not. We will be vacation. Fourth of July. I want to enjoy your fourth, everybody. I'm grabbing me a ten pound burger. We'll see you two weeks from now. I just said next week. (laughs) (laughs) See you two weeks. (laughs) 